This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time now for A Toast to You with the Sprayden Toastmasters Club. Welcome to A Toast to You, a program from Sprayden Toastmasters Club. Toastmasters is a program where we experience public speaking in a friendly learning environment, where we practice and learn communication and leadership skills. Welcome to another episode of A Toast to You, brought to you by your hosts, me, Jamie, and Pip, members at the Sprayden Toastmasters Club. The Sprayden Toastmasters Club meets at the Barrington Bowling Club at 290 Barrington Street on the first and third Thursday of every month. A huge thanks to Plains FM for letting us shoot the breeze and giving us this exciting opportunity to promote the wonderful world of Toastmasters, public speaking, and everything in between. My name is Jamie Hobby, and my co-host is Pip Young. Hey, Pip. Hey, how you doing, Jamie? I was going to say welcome back, but it's welcome back to me. Yeah, yeah. waiting for the dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to ask me to ask to do dad jokes. You held the fort last month. How did it go? Yeah, it went really well. Um, yeah. Russell was the guest, and um, he took over your role pretty good. I was at home listening. It was good. It was a, it was a really good show. Yeah, it was nice. So we have a exciting guest today in the studio, which we'll talk about a little bit more soon. But we have a uh, a show lined up with a speech from our guest, and we've got some some questions and answers as well, which will complement that really really nicely. But I won't give too much away because Pip, I know you want to start with word of the day. Okay, so word of the day. The word of the day is a segment uh, where we introduce a word and we try and incorporate it into our speaking. So this reflects an actual Toastmasters meeting where the grammarian introduces a word of the evening and members try and incorporate it in their speech. The word of the day today uh, is indicated by the bell. And the person who says it the most gets the highly prized trophy for the month. The word for today is a word that comes to mind when I think of a Toastmasters meeting and the people that attend. And the word is convivial. Oh, another easy one. <laughs> I don't know how to spell that word. C-O-N-V-I-V-I-A-L. So convivial means friendly, cheerful, jovial and enjoyable. And it's synonymous with meeting people and having a good time. In a sentence, it sounds like Toastmasters... Has, a, has convivial members who make everyone feel at home. I appreciate it's going to be a challenge for us to use, but let's see how we go. Convivial, okay. Yeah, try and say it. Convivial. <laughs> convivial, got it. Cool, do you want to introduce our guest, Pip? So our guest um, today is a gentleman who attends uh, Sprayden Toastmasters and he gave this speech last meeting or possibly the meeting before and um, it was just such an incredible speech and he has an amazing accent Um, (laughs) uh, and he has been a Toastmaster for approximately six months and um, he's well on his way to uh, becoming a, a fantastic speaker. I'd like to introduce Declan. 
How are you doing, Declan? Good, thank you. Everyone's trying to pick up that accent before, before you kick into things. They're like, where's he from? Where's he from? <laughs> yeah, welcome. Um, we'll get into some questions soon, but sure. uh, you got a speech, so take it away. Sure. The speech title is, What Goes Up May Come Down. Imagine for a moment I have two jerry cans of petrol. The one on my left costs me $3 a litre, while the one on my right costs me $2 a litre. The petrol is the same octane and was bought from the same service station, but was purchased six months apart. Why is one so much more expensive than the other, though? There are a bunch of reasons for the differences in price, but they can be all accounted for under the term inflation. What exactly is inflation? In its simplest form, it can be described as the increase in prices of goods and services over time. Usually a modest amount of of inflation, 1 or 2%, is good for the economy. The problems start when it rises above this level. At the moment in New Zealand, we have inflation of about 6%. In other words, a basket of goods and our services that cost $100 a year ago costs in the region of $106 today. One of the problems with this is that most people don't earn an extra 6% a year and those on fixed incomes, think of retirees for example, are going to really struggle. All of this negativity shouldn't be news to anyone, as it is something we hear about all the time through the media. What we don't hear, however, is what can we do about it? How can the average person mitigate it against or even beat inflation? I put my thinking cap on and came up with some ideas that I intend to use myself. It should go without saying that you shouldn't really take financial advice from the guy at Toastmasters. But here we go. (laughs) My list of ideas can be summed up by what I'm going to call the seven S's of combating inflation. Number one on the list, stock up. I'm talking about items we use regularly. I won't go off in the short term. Items such as toiletries, tinned food and even petrol. We know prices are going up, so lock them in when we can. Some of you are probably wondering how you can stock up on petrol. I discovered the Z app a couple of months ago and found that it allows you to purchase up to a thousand litres of petrol at current prices. If and when the price rises, you just draw down your pre-purchase fuel from the app. And yes, you can still get your air points, flybys, etc. Number two on the list, save. We really shouldn't need a reason, but inflation gives us an excellent opportunity to review our finances. One easy way to save is to look at our bank statements and identify any regular payments for services or products we no longer use. For example, the gym membership we last used in January. Getting rid of these frees up cash. I got a quote for insurance last week and was offered a monthly premium as well as a yearly premium. The monthly premium figure was significantly higher than the yearly premium figure when multiplied by 12. Effectively, you're getting a discount for paying the yearly premium. Take it if you can afford it. On to number three, sell. I heard a statistic a few years ago that the average New Zealand household has over $1,800 in unused items. It seems fairly obvious to me that if you could probably handle inflation a lot better if you sold these items on TradeMe or Facebook Marketplace. Number four on the list, stall. By stall, I mean delay major purchases, such as that of a car. We keep hearing about how the prices for second-hand cars are inflated at the moment, and no doubt the supply chain issues affect the price of new cars too. If and when these issues are resolved, prices should revert to normal. 
in the meantime, if you had a deposit or you actually had the cash for the car, you could actually earn some interest. It won't be much, but it's a step in the right direction. Number five, substitute. Has anyone watched the TV show Eat Well for Less? You probably... <laughs> thank you. You probably know what I'm going to suggest if you have. Swapping out brand name items for supermarket own label items is one way to save on groceries. Not all substitutions will be a success, but even if two or three work, you could save significant amounts. Number six, start. Grow your own fruit and veg. Don't be the guy who spends thousands on supplies only to end up with three tomatoes, though. We don't want to be that guy. It doesn't have to be expensive to grow your own fruit and veg. Most of the supplies are inexpensive and easily easily found. The libraries even have seed swap days. Foraging is another way to reduce food costs. We have the red zone on our doorsteps and I believe there are even maps with the type of fruit to be found. Number seven, swap. If you're successful in growing your own produce, you may well have more than you can consume. Freezing and preserving is one option, but you could also join a time bank. Here you can trade your spare produce and indeed spare time with others. Time banks are usually fairly convivial groups with an emphasis on social interaction as well as practical purposes. Not all of the seven S's are practical for everyone. I realise that. But I'd like to think there may be an idea or two there for anyone interested in making their money go further. The ultimate way to combat inflation, of course, would be to get a pay rise above the rate of inflation every year. If you were one of the lucky few to be in such a position, you can probably forget everything I just said. Food for thought, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so nice. much, Declan. That was fantastic. I actually loved hearing it at the meeting and I, I just loved hearing it again because it, it really does go over it. And especially like 6% inflation. Yeah, possibly going higher. But um, I think the um, petrol duty cut actually knocks about half a percent off inflation. But that will go back up in three months. So we get mm. back to 6 7%. It is interesting to like see where that extra money goes, whether yeah. it offsets inflation the other way, and you know people spend a little bit more on potentially. Yeah, I think apparently people are saving a lot more in their current accounts and indeed savings accounts at the moment. So mm. I suspect people are putting putting money aside for a rainy day, which is good. Nice topical speech. Yes, absolutely. How many S's were there? Seven. Seven. Nice. And because this is a podcast. People can also come back and uh, listen listen to this anytime they want. So a little bit of an educational one there. Nice nice work. It was even better the second time hearing it. To be honest, I took in a bit more bit more info. So we have some questions for you. We'll um, we'll bounce we'll bounce around a little bit with um, questions from Pip and I. So the first one that I have is just around your journey with Toastmasters. I remember when you first started. Do you want to talk a little bit about what brought you along to Toastmasters in the first place? Um, I started a course. This time last year, actually, I highly recommend the course. It's at Tawananga. Um, if anybody has a small business, I would highly recommend they look into it. It's I think it's actually starting right now this time this year. And we had to actually do two speeches as part of the course on various little projects we do throughout the course. And my first reaction was, oh, maybe I shouldn't be on this course. I <laughs> absolutely am terrified by speaking in front of a yeah, crowd. Yeah. But then I remembered that I had been to a Toastmasters meeting many, many years ago in Ireland and 
in case anyone's wondering where I'm from. <laughs> and they waited, like, waited 10, 10 minutes through yeah. the show to figure out where, where your accent's from. And I figured, surely it's an international organization. I did some I did some Googling and I found two clubs near me. I found Kashmir and I found Spraden. Um, you clearly didn't go with the one alphabetical. I did not. Kashmir is actually nearer. Or geo- geographically. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I thought about it and I thought Kashmir is... This is going to sound very stereotypical, but I figured Kashmir is going to be a lot of middle-aged, older white men. <laughs> That's probably not me. Look at that. So this I'm, is my second question written on my sheet. Why Spraden? That was the best answer I could have hoped for. Not <laughs> middle-aged white men. Brilliant. Write that one down. <laughs> so that was how I became a member of Spraden, Toastmasters. Yeah, I remember in your um, your first speech, uh, speech, so your icebreaker speech, and you talked about uh, oh, yes. doing the course. And, and did you want to tell us a little bit about the, the small business that you run? Yes, I have a, a small shower glass restoration business. And basically, when people's glass goes grey from minerals in the water, I come in with a machine and I polish it off. And that keeps me occupied most days. Yeah, I remember the dramatic effect of you bringing in a disgusting-looking shower head and you were kind of, yeah, it really brought it home like how... Biofilm is the word you're looking for. Is it biofilm, yeah. Yeah. It's that disgusting pinky stuff that sits in the bottom of a lot of showers. Yeah, you did a a great job. That that first speech was really entertaining. I think that expectations are are, are quite low on an icebreaker speech when you're coming along for the first time. And I I remember remember really clearly it it was really good fun. Yeah, it was entertaining. We can think of you as the convivial shower guy. <laughs> you're, not put, you're not allowed to use the technology. That's only for us. <laughs> so you've been a member for about six months, six months or so, Pipsy? Yeah, about that, yeah. And we like to ask, I guess, if you remember your first day, it should be, it should be fresh for you. Can you tell us a little, bit, a little bit about your first day and you know how you were feeling going in and, and the experience that you had? I actually walked into the meeting and I wasn't expecting much. I did not expect to be asked to speak at all at the time. I think Angela cornered me and <laughs> made me do a little intro, which was fine. For people listening, completely optionally cornered you, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, she did get my agreement, so I'm not going to I'm not going to blame her for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what we tend to do for somebody that's coming along for their the first time, and I'm not sure about you, Pip, but the same thing happened, happened on my first, first day, is you have no formal role in the evening obviously because you've kind of come in as a bit of a surprise and also it's just not fair to have a, have a formal role and when we do table topics which we've talked about on the show in the past when that's a section that you will talk about something at random for up to a minute and a, and a half something unprepared that's the time where the guest will be invited up to the stage to you know use that use that minute and a half to talk about themselves which is you know no mean feat actually it can be quite difficult standing mm. in front of people that you've never met down at the sprayed in bowling club on a, on a cold winter's evening. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, any other observations from, from the evening? That was all I can remember, actually. My memory is shocking. Um, Had you thought about it for long before you went to a club? No. I realised that the, the presentation I would have to do was coming up, and the sooner I got started, the better. So I just got mm. got into it. And you've stayed for six months, so tell, I know. Us, tell us about that. You've not been cornered for the whole six months. You've come off your own. No, I, back, right? I, I didn't mean it, mean it to sound like that. I was, I did agree to everything, so I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I've just slipped him a note to say that. <laughs> yeah, so you're enjoy, you're enjoying it. It's it's giving you something that you had hoped. It, it it's given me something to work on. 
it's I think it's a, it, it is a process and it's not something that just gets resolved overnight you kind of have to work on it you have to put in the put in the meetings put in the efforts and the plan is that it will solve the problem in the end. Yeah, I was actually impressed when you gave the speech that you've just given at the meeting because you didn't use any notes at all. You stood up the front and you owned yeah. the whole stage and, and gave it without notes. I, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about how you how you manage that? How do you um, how do you deliver a speech like that without reading from a script? I guess what I wanted to do was a speech that actually I have a personal interest and I've I worked in finance, I worked in investments for years and I have a strong interest in personal finance. So the whole topic to me is just I understand some people look at personal finance and they go, Oh, that's complicated or it's, it's too too hard basket. Yeah. To me it's it's obvious, but that's just me. And I think once I got started I was able to maybe refer to the notes every maybe every 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 S. Yeah. And I could go from there. So it wasn't that I'd memorised it or anything. It was just a topic I was intimately familiar with. Yeah. So had you prepared to do it like that? Well, I mean, at home, were you, before you were practising with some bullet points or, you know, what was I had actually process? prepared by reading the speech or reading the yeah. parts I'd written out. And when I got up to speak, I found that, I found it was actually almost as easy to do it without yeah. without the prop of the notes. Well, the joy is that we've not heard the speech before. We've got no idea if you've changed something, if you've added something, if you've missed something, right? That's the it's the joy of it and probably why we fear it is, is because we do worry, you know, um, when, when we shouldn't. They also say that when you're, like you've, like you've alluded to, when you're intimate with the topic, it's, it's so much easier to, mm. to talk to talk to. And so you've picked something where well, you've picked two, two things that you're, Intimate, intimate with you, obviously, you know, work which you're close to, and yep. also um, personal finance, which is really good. What do you think makes our club unique? The conviviality of the meetings. <laughs> is, am I allowed to, is that a, is that, is that one of the words? <laughs> yeah, but the, and I, I, I do realise that's word of the day, so I am throwing that in there, but I found from the start everyone was supportive, everyone was welcoming, and people realised that public speaking is not especially if you're at a Toastmasters meeting is probably not your thing and that's uh, that's why everyone is it, it, it's all the more when people are supportive and welcoming yeah yeah we get that feedback uh, a, a bit right you know I think it's hard it's, it's really really hard to make that first step which you've made to come along and you know once once you're in there then you get a bit of a sense for the culture culture of the club and you know why why you'd want to stay and it's not as you've described. Maybe other cl- you know other other clubs are it was stereotypical or not. It's you know it is a really mixed bag, very diverse and all walks of life, um, both in type of person, but also in skill set. Yeah. I know my first or sorry, what I thought I might be walking into was you know fifteen people who were absolutely excellent at public speaking and in every single part of it and that you would be coming along and you'd sort of be at the bottom which you would expect to be but that's where you know that's the, the gap that you would experience the whole time the nice thing is is that people are new people are starting all the time and people are leaving you know occasionally as well so yeah everyone's at a different stage of their Toastmaster path so it's yes when you start obviously you are going to be down here mm. but yeah some people are definitely more natural than others like you guys definitely have gone in and, and done really well and it is it's such an unjudging and, and supportive environment. Yeah. I, th- I think that's what I love about it. Did you expect six months ago that you'd be giving a speech on the radio? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> and maybe if we told you that, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have come. I'd along. probably have disappeared six months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you had any thoughts around where this could take you? You've talked about your the catalyst for getting in here is is uh, through you know part partly to do with the course and and that sort of thing. But now that you're six months in, and now you've just given a, an awesome speech on the radio, and I'm sure you've you know you've you've got good momentum in Toastmasters, you know, where you might be in, in five years on this journey? I had the thought years ago that a lot of people were getting into YouTube as a way of advertising their small business. And I thought, mm, great idea, but probably not for me. I'm not I'm not comfortable with cameras and microphones and whatnot. And it's something I might look at, look at again. But at the moment, I haven't got any fixed destination that I want to get to with this. Yeah, cool. Actually, one thing happened yesterday that I thought was quite interesting. I had a customer I had to do a shower glass restoration job and like every customer I asked them at the end, how did you find me? And she said, oh Google. I said, okay. And she says I found all these reviews and they're really good and then I found this thing called Toastmasters and it looks like you did a presentation on this topic so you must really know what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't fill her in on the, the finer details how I got to be doing this speech but that was the clincher for her to hire oh, me wow. as opposed to one of my competitors. So that was that was topical and interesting. How had that come about? How, how, so how was it advertised that you'd done it? You must have posted on Facebook after after my initial icebreaker speech oh. about showers. So it, it just mentioned keywords or something <clears> like that. It mentioned my name, I think, and it mentioned obviously Toastmasters and had a shower image of the shower head, and she. She saw that as validation that what I was doing was legit. Oh, that was the week that we wanted to invite a shower specialist, so we paid this big ticket, this big <laughs> ticket keynote speaker on the topic to come along and dis- and discuss it. So we're glad that you got a you got a job out of that. I think you know you've just kind of touched on it a little bit, but Toastmasters is so much more than coming along and giving uh, a speech every month. It's it's. There's, there's roles that you do that are self-fulfilling. They, they they work for the club and also they can help as individuals. And if I think about um, Vice President of Public Relations, we've had you know, Rob on the show talking about that before. And if you were in that role, for example, Declan, you know, you'd be um, promoting the club and advertising the club and working with the budget and stuff and you'd bring a skill set from your own business and equally it might provide something to you in your in your own life as well, which is really nice. Every time you do something in Toastmasters, there's, I think, two benefits, one for you and one for the club. Well, you're doing you're doing Toastmasters for a reason. That's to benefit you in your life in some way. So I guess there's obviously going to be knock on causes and knock on knock on effects from what you do. You're do, you're doing something positive, so there has to be a yeah almost a feedback loop. Mm, just those other opportunities that come along. Mm. Yeah, and something we're experiencing at the club, uh, but at the moment is just that shift in people self isolating. Um, mm. either through, you know, uh, for health reasons or people that are just not getting out as much, right? So we, as a, at our club, you know, pretty pretty proud that we've been able to continue to work, um, have our meetings physically and face-to-face and a lot of clubs, I guess not just in Toastmasters, but in other, other types of um, activities aren't meeting face-to-face and, you know, we've managed to do that so far. But equally, we are seeing people make, you know, making decisions to stay home and, um, you know, maybe just not get out as much. So we might see that. That, that shift a little bit more in our club soon. We've, we can always, you know, we've, we can always go to Zoom. I know some clubs do that as well, mm. and they're still able to have members. And there's a benefit to that that some people like to come along to Zoom meetings more than they like to in face to face. It's find it a little bit easier. 
Just I a, definitely find Zoom meetings easier. It is easier. <laughs> it's, it's another skill set. It's a lot of people, I think, when they, they started working from home, they were actually scared of this new technology that they hadn't encountered before. So I guess doing Toastmasters meetings through Zoom is another facet in the skill set. Cool. Well, that brings us to the end of our questions. Must be time to wrap up word of the day. You're very convivial, so you'd be good to do that. <laughs> Ding. How did we go? So Declan takes it away. Um, it reminds me of when I did your ums and ahs counts as a grammar, and I'm like, yes, Declan won the ums and ahs. This one's a prize worth <laughs> yeah. winning. This is actually good. Yeah. So you've won the trophy with your two conviviality and convivial, and you got one and I got one. So Go on it's, it's good for the guest to take it away. Yeah, nice. Good stuff. So this brings us to the end of our show. Thanks for coming along and giving your speech. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. And Thanks had, for inviting me. Had some fun. <clears throat> Another experience yep, in, the, in, the absolutely. T- in the toolkit. It's been uh, it's been great having you, great having you here, and it's great having you at the club. So Pip and I wanted to also say thanks to all of our listeners, whether you're listening to this live on Plains FM or one of the thousands who have downloaded our podcast. Thanks for listening, and we hope that you've had a great start to 2022 so far. Remember, the best time to join Sprayton Toastmasters was yesterday. Look us up, Sprayton Toastmasters, on Facebook, Instagram, or search for us online and come along to a meeting. You won't regret it. Until next time, stay safe, stay warm. See you next month. Mm-hmm.